Welcome to the Rivals League Fantasy Football Podcast with Antonio Salvat and Adam Burkhart. Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Rivals League Podcast with Adam is actually here this time and we're also introducing a new guest and this guest is Matt. Matthew. Hi, Matthew. Gosh. The Sacco for the auction. Sacco! Uh, not the auction. Get Dirty right. Sacco! Oh, I forgot. Get it right. yeah. He almost got both, right? No, yeah. I was. No. I, was, oh, I played the playoffs oh. in the auction. Oh, so yeah. The, it was the just, was just that bad. <laughs> it wasn't good. <laughs> All right. Well, what we're going to talk about is we're going to talk about a lot of the different uh, NFL transactions that have been actually made. We're just going to talk about players in general. So I feel like before we get to that, though, let's talk about a quick question. And this is going to address both leagues. So I, I want your guys' picks for one team from each of the leagues, the auction and the Ditka, that has a losing record that you think will actually make the playoffs. And I'll go first. Okay. Yeah. Jump on in. I'm going to go ahead and say hashtag not Sacco. I'm going to go with Mikey. Um, while I don't love his bench, between Amari Cooper, Alshon, Calvin, Calvin Ridley now, it's a new out. I think he's going to get an increased role. We all love DJ Chark. We've all been trying to trade for him. He's been steadfast. He's got Le'Veon Bell, who we've also all been trying to trade for. I think Jared Goff, much <laughs> yeah, like Kirk Cousins, times. is starting to put it back together. So I really like the core of his team. He's 3-4. and four. I, I think he finishes, at worst, 7-6. and six. Okay. Uh, Matt, do you want to go next, or is it you want me to go? I'll go because I know which one you're going to pick, so I'll pick a different one. Um, I'll go with Neil just because he beat me last week. Um, so if he's going to be able to beat me, he's got to be good. So, so as long as he beats the Sacco, he makes the playoffs? Uh, the Sacco that's 5-2 and two this year. Yeah, that's correct. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So, I mean, any particular reason why you think Neil's just that he beat you? I mean, that is I mean, that's a breathtaking pretty big analysis. Okay. Well, okay, here's the thing. I was looking at his team right now, and he does have Trubisky playing, so I might have to take that back. Yeah, I would, I would um, take that back. He has Trubisky on his roster still. I mean, no, whether or not he's starting is just He's a, got him starting right now. I'm looking at it literally right now. Oh, no, I'm just Trubisky saying the fact starting. that he's still on the team. Well, I mean, I, I get it. I mean, he's, he's going to hold on to him. That's fine, but I don't know if I'd play him against the Chargers. He hey, there was there was an episode, there was there was an article from the Sun Times that said how you know everyone has been too hard on Trubisky and how he actually can be a decent quarterback. Would he have com- a safe space? I completely disagree. Yeah, basically, yeah. You completely give, disagree give him with a safe it, space. I will so. say, I think Week Nine he kills it. They're going up against Philly secondary. They haven't had a crazy pass rush. I don't think we're going to be able to run on Philly, but I think the Bears Week Nine, whoever Neil has. He might get 20 points from Trubisky that week, and that's killing it. You know, I that should I, be a milk belt right there. Let's we'll make see. an over under on that one. Ooh, over under 20 points. Yeah, I, I'll go over. I'll take under. Ooh, ah, it's a bet. It. Yes, it's a bet. All right, it's I'm bet, very, bet. very curious about this one. So I guess I'll go with mine, which is in the in the dip kit. I'll go with Demo. Uh, he is sitting at three and four right now. He's basically eight out of twelve, right out of the playoff range. But he has a good team. I mean, Are you his talking team about is good. bad beat Demetrius. He is. Yes, he is bad beat King himself, um, losing by point one. And then um, what? What didn't he lose uh, this past week as well, or did he win? I can't remember. Uh, he actually no, he won. He crushed 
Keith, I think, by like 68 points. Yeah, he had a good game. But he has, I mean, he has some good pieces that are just underperforming right now. He has Alvin Kamara, who obviously, when Breeze comes back, I think he's going to turn it around. He's got Sony Michelle in there, who's been surprisingly good, actually. Even though no one wants, no one feels good about playing him, he's been surprisingly good. And then he, anyone with T.Y. Hilton, you know, he, he's he's got some decent pieces, I think. Uh, and I feel like he could just squeeze into the seventh or the sixth spot based on record alone. And, you know, he has some up and down games. So I feel like that's at least that's one pick for me. Uh, are we also doing the uh, – you also going to pick one person for the sweetness as well or are we just doing Ditka? You guys all ready for the sweetness? We'll follow. I you. got it. You got it. You want to? You want to? You want to go for it? Sure. Go for it. Uh, I think I'll go with uh, Dan in the sweetness. I think he's got a lot of good players. Um, again, it's just good one of those things that I don't think everything's hit at the same time, and you just lose those close ones. I mean, because he said he's had Adams, Devontae Adams has been out, so once he gets that big receiver back, he should be going pretty good. Yeah, he's got I see Austin that. Hooper. So like, he's got a pretty well-rounded team. It's just a matter of. You know, Watkins has been hurt. You know, it's just that thing of like everything not firing at the same time. But again, if you get those players to all hit at the same time, you got winning right there. I, yeah, I, I definitely could see that. Um, I, I guess I'll go with mine, which is interestingly enough, we've even been talking about this what four weeks ago there, Adam, which was Frank. Uh, yep. He's three and four right now. He's in ninth place technically, but I look at his team and I. It should not be underperforming. I mean, he has Marlon Mack, who's been pretty good. He has Tevin Coleman, who just came back, which I think is huge for him. And he managed to pick up Chase Edmonds, you know, for all those David Johnson owners out there, I think, that are in this podcast Man, he right he snagged him in both leagues. Yeah, yeah he, was, he was ninja that one, I slept one, right? on it that week. I thought I had a few more days the, the to wait old... for somebody to go, go on uh, injuries so I could toss him in the waivers. I mean, yeah. uh, waivers in IR, and Frank beat us to it. Well, and the only questions I have is, you know, we were talking about his stacked wide receiver core before. He has ODB, which a lot of people, especially a lot of a lot of um, podcasters like Chris Harris and things like that, think that Odell Beckham is due for a rebound. I, I don't see it, and I, I guess I don't understand why. Um, the Browns have been terrible, but you never know what could happen because he is that good. And then you got Cam, uh, Adam Thielen, who's out this week. And if A.J. Green comes back, I mean, that's a huge wide receiver core that can come back. I think is just 50-50 if those guys actually come back other than I think Thielen will be fine. But ODB and A.J. Green, I mean, I could totally see them not coming back at all. So I feel like Frank, depending on what happens with his wide receivers, could end up one of the dark horses to win the whole thing. Um, but if they don't come back, I still think he could squeeze into you know that seventh or sixth spot. For my pick, I'm going to have a bit of a cop-out. Because I don't want to just say my team, because I do think I could squeak in. So I'm well, going to say, say I'm going to say team. I'm going to say one of the two and five. Because honestly, I, Timmy's team is in dead last, uh, just barely behind my uh, dumpster of burning dog shit. Um, yeah, well, I, I honestly think you're going to beat me this week. So I mean, looking at looking at Tim's team when healthy, and I do think Ty Johnson has flex appeal for the rest of the year uh, in Detroit. I don't think yeah, he's going to be a world I'm not beater. Sold. I'm not sold. And that's fine. That's fine. But uh, you were sold on Gallman for a little bit, and I think Ty Johnson is a I better player. I'm sold on Gallman. I think Gallman so, is going to be worth it. I think. I think you know with Todd Gurley, Zeke, Mike Evans, T.Y. Hilton, and then some combination of Tyrell Williams or Emmanuel Sanders. He's still got Zach Ertz on there. Um, I, I think he has a good shot at, at squeaking in. Um, obviously, I kind of you know 
hedged a little bit with myself. Um, it's just for me, it really depends if Melvin Gordon can pull his head out of his ass. Uh, I Which think is I, a big, I think I, think I have a I think, think I have offensive a, line question. Yeah, hundred percent. So like if Christian Kirk and and Melvin Gordon can help me out, I think I'll be good. If if Gordon keeps stinking and is worse than Royce Freeman, I think I am just doomed to be uh, fighting for the Sacco. Well, I, I I don't think I don't think you're gonna hit the Sacco, but I I do oh, think depending I would on what happens, I, I think you might miss the playoffs. But yeah, I was gonna say if you miss the playoffs, you're you're always in a fight for that Sacco. So my That's fair. my my side game plan is just trying to score as many points as possible, which is obviously the goal of the week. But hey, if I can get that seventh spot. Um, and squeeze in there with uh, missing the playoffs but having highest points forced, then I will be happy. Well, okay. I think that that settles the quick questions. And um, I think we should actually move on to uh, – let's see. Okay, so there was a number of different transactions, especially in some big ones. Uh, I think we're all aware of Mohamed Sanu trade. Are we not? I would hope so. Yeah. Uh, we pick. I did hear a pretty interesting note about that pick and why they didn't go with Sanders. I actually think it was Chris Harris who was talking about it and the idea that, you know, he thought Sanders obviously fit their scheme better and what they could use. But if you just look at the dollar signs, it becomes a little more evident aside from youth, which, you know, Sanu has in spades over Sanders. Um, you have the idea that his contract is significantly less than Sanders. And I absolutely, uh, I think that made a lot of sense when, when you look at it that way, I still am shocked for a second rounder for a guy who has never been a stud. I mean, you look at, I think Alshon for a long time had a much better career and Alshon didn't get anywhere near a second. Which I, I'll be honest, that was the part that dumbfounded me because I mean, Sanu, we always kind of thought that he was going to be the, you know, the heir apparent to Julio Jones. Wait, and- wait, 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 wait. You're speaking for all of us. I want to make sure Matt's on, on your page because I am absolutely not. I never thought Sanu would be heir apparent. Well, he was supposed to be, but I, I think that kind of fizzled obviously mm, over I the don't last couple of years. think that was ever the case. Really? was drafted and people thought, hey, kind of the Roddy White Julio situation. But Sanu was never as highly touted as Ridley. Oh, I I disagree. I, I think well I, I think there was the hope. I think he was they were hoping for him to be like that. And I think over the last couple of years he proven that he couldn't be the guy. And I think that's obviously why he got traded. But I think the bigger I mean, question I think the bigger question before we get too much on a tangent is what do you think his value is fantasy wise for the New England Patriots? Like what do you think he actually brings to the table or is he just another one of the wide receiver carousel that doesn't do anything? That's where I'm at. Uh, A, when wide receivers change teams, the majority of the time, excluding Amari Cooper in the 2018 season, it never goes as well as we all want. And that's even when they get traded at the start of the season. So he's being traded week seven, week eight, I mean, I think it's going to take a lot of that offense. While the Atlanta offense obviously has some intricacy, the Patriots offense is extremely difficult for wide receivers to pick up. Yep. And, uh, you know, I think he's got reliable hands. I think Tom Brady's going to appreciate that. But I, I just don't think he's going to be somebody that, you know, is going to be a every week start. I think it's going to be s- similar to Philip Dorsett to where he's going to have his games. But other times it's just going to be the running backs at Edelman who eat. Yeah. So what about you um, there, Matt? I'm just waiting for him to be like Damaris Thomas and just go from team to team. 
Really? You think it's, you know, no, that I bad? don't. I don't know if it's going to be that bad, but I mean, that's just, I mean, it's, it's a possibility. Because that just goes back to Adam talking about how difficult it is a lot of times for wide receivers to pick up um, game plans and things like that. And I think that's, just, I mean, I think Demarius Thompson, who has a um, youth over Demarius Thompson, so he kind of can. I, I mean, up, I, I mean, yeah, so. kind of. I mean, the thing is, is Sanu is is thirty, so I mean, is he younger? Sure, but I mean, what's what's the shelf life on a guy who isn't the, a stud like like a, a Emmanuel Sanders or or, or a Julio Jones or something like that? Where I I think they could probably go into you know their mid thirties. Where Sanu, you know, he's he's not a stud. He is a role player, which is fine, uh, but he's not that young. You know, I think that's something to clarify. Sure. I mean, but again, it's a thing of he looks a little bit better. It's just going to be a matter of, I mean, he's, I think there's any time you get those kind of trades. I mean, he could be a Damaris Thomas where they just pass him around. I mean, he's going to, I mean, Thomas has been on like how many different teams this now? They use him like a bike. You know, yeah, everybody gets turned. He'll get in all, he'll like go on all 32 teams. He'd be like Fitzpatrick. <laughs> the, the larger question for me, when the Sanu trade went down, was anybody expecting Bill Trek? Billichek to come out and say, listen, I really didn't want to do that trade. I just accidentally hit the button twice. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, hey, they happen, right? Just have to, I bet you they have to put up a poll in the NFL league, you know. You have to call it <laughs> Goodell. Like the trade. Like, oh, shit. Yeah, I great. did it by mistake. I need this backtrack. Um, okay, well, call the commissioner. I think the more interesting I think the more interesting trade, I mean, Sanu, I, I think we're all kind of on the same page. And I think the bigger question is, you know, can you really trust one of these tertiary pieces that aren't Edelman and basically Brady sure. and the running backs, even the running backs from New England? And, you know, you could even argue the running backs aren't that trustworthy, depending. But I think the bigger trade is Emmanuel Sanders going to San Francisco. What is his value moving forward? Whoever wants to jump in. We're all very it's, excited to talk about this. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's one of those things where, I mean, San Francisco has not been utilizing wide receivers this year. They haven't had to. It's very reminiscent of the Bears when the defense was just killing it, and they well, didn't that's the need question. to air it out. Well, that's the question. Well, 100%. Is, is, has, is, has, they, has they not have they I don't had think to, that, I don't think it, they? they could, I don't think it changes anything, because I do think they could have. I think they have pieces that could have done that um, between, you know, Godwin getting separation, but they they. They just want the dink and dunk short passing game. Goodwin which Sanders. Game. Yeah, Goodwin, sorry. Um, Godwin's a far better player. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, amazing. yeah, for me, it just had they been using Kittle and bombing it out 35 times a game or something like that, at least, sure. I just, you know, I, I like the value for Sanders more than what was going on in Denver. I just, I don't know. Personally, I'm not uh, I'm not enthralled by it. Um, What do you think there, Matt? I'm on the same page. It's just gonna, it's going to be interesting because it's going to be. I think it's going to be very telling to see did San Francisco not throw it because they didn't trust the weapons or Garoppolo didn't have a good rapport with the weapons and all of a sudden Sanders gets in there and he becomes a primary target or is it just again one of those things of he's just another wide receiver to just sort of take pressure off the run game so that they can get the run game going and they can pass it off to him every once in a while. So it'd be interesting to see what happens. I mean, have you ever? Have you ever had that friend who, you know, is dating someone and you're like, you just can't wait for them to break up with them. But oh, then when God. they break up with them, <laughs> yeah, well, and then does when they the break up with count? them, Never mind. yes, it absolutely does. Okay, totally, yes. It totally counts. I'm they, on the same page. And they absolutely break up with them. And then they just kind of move to another person that's really just not any better. Uh, and you're like, okay, so, I mean, I guess this person is better because they're new. Um, but the 
what's going on underneath is no different. Like the the core of it is just kind of the same. And I feel that's exactly what Emmanuel Sanders went to. I, I feel like anyone's better than Joe Flacco. I mean, anyone is better than Joe Flacco. Oh, yeah. Jimmy G, when he does throw the ball, will be more accurate. But I feel like it's a tertiary move. I feel like he's just moving sideways because they don't need to throw enough since the running game is so nasty and um, their defense is good. So I, I feel like if you're looking at the Emmanuel Sanders or you you were one of the people that you know want to go out and get him or try to get him, I don't even know who has him in the leagues, but if that, you're really trying to do that, if you're really trying to go out and do that, I think you're going to be a little disappointed. I think you're going to kind of just get what you got before um, – at, at best case scenario, almost. I'll, I'll put one more perspective out there. His next five weeks, Indianapolis, Cleveland, bye week, Minnesota, Buffalo. Ooh, so those I, are some... I guess maybe against Cleveland. Yeah, that's about it. But I, be, I mean, that, Indianapolis... I don't, st- I don't like to start anyone against Indianapolis and Buffalo. I mean, hey, you know, Indianapolis four or five years ago, you would start anybody uh, yep. against them. But uh, oh, even a couple of years Right ago. now, their uh, their secondary is just killing it. Yep, yep. Uh, and yeah, I mean, I, I, again, I, I think he'll have some, he'll, he'll obviously catch some passes. He'll get there, but I don't see him having the, you know, 150 yards or hundred, 120 yards and two touchdowns kind of, kind of game. Yeah. Those uh, are I, all three away games as well. Ooh. Well, I, I think that kind of just shows you, you know, I want, I like Emmanuel Sanders. I want him to do well, but I don't, I don't see a whole lot happening there. So I guess moving on real fast is the, you know, we got the injury situation. We got two big quarterbacks going down. And again, what does that mean for fantasy? Uh, Mahomes. I mean, hell, there was stuff that I saw earlier today on Twitter that he was actually working out with the team and he looked substantially better after only one week than I expected. But it's been a week, and there's no doubt that he's not playing, especially against this week, you know, where they're playing the Packers. So what does that mean for the team? What does that mean for Mahomes? What does that mean for all the tertiary pieces for fantasy? I'll jump in, I guess. Yeah, I, go it's ahead. It's not good. I mean, it's, I think any time you lose your starting quarterback, it takes it. Because even when um, Bridgewater took over for Breeze, you know, that, that first week was a little bit rough, and then he kind of got – into better groove. Uh, I think it's going to be the same kind of thing. Um, I don't think Matt Moore is a bad quarterback. He's just not a Patrick Mahomes. So, you know, Mahomes can bring that ability to, if the pocket starts to collapse and he's going to get sacked, he can get out of it. So he gives his wide receivers more time to get out and make some plays happen. You're going to probably lose a little bit of that. So there's probably going to be a little bit, they're probably going to take more sacks. Um, it's going to be a little bit difficult for the, the receivers to get out there. I mean, heck, they probably will run it more. So, I mean, the running backs might be seeing more. <laughs> yeah, but wh- which one, though? Oh, yeah, that's, that's that, not... that running back carousel there. I, I would just say I, I do trust Andy Reid to manage backup quarterbacks. He's had to do that a few times in his career. So, while it, it's obviously going to be a tremendous downgrade, I don't think the wheels fall off whatsoever. Uh, I, I, yeah, I think th- I'm talking like maybe like two to five points a different. They're not going to be anything where you're going to have a guy who's like – go fall apart because of it, but I think they're definitely not going to put up the same amount of points as they would over with Mahomes. Oh, I downgrade it more like seven to 10 points a game. I, I think it depends on the position. I think it weirdly enough, that actually might help Kelsey get some more targets because he's, you know, going to be more of a safety net unless they use the safety net as the running back. And then again, for Ty, like Tyree kill, all it takes is one pass. That's all it takes. Yeah. And so I really don't necessarily see them dropping off too much um but they are playing the packers this week and you know the packers do have a better defense and they are much more vulnerable on the ground than they are in the air so i 
you know, I, I could see kind of what Matt you're saying about more of the running game, and I, I feel like that's probably what's going to happen. Maybe give up the big play every once in a while. One can only hope with three kill. <laughs> yeah, I know you have them in your lineup, so of course you hope. I, I do too, so I wouldn't uh, I wouldn't hate it. So okay, so there's one other uh, one other thing I want to talk about as far as just interesting things that have happened to the players, and you know, Matt, you're the the resident. Um, I wouldn't say Browns fan, but uh, I think Browns enthusiast. Sure. And I don't know if you're familiar, but it happened today. But the left tackle Greg Robinson uh, was benched because he's basically been like a sieve, you know, for uh, uh, Baker Mayfield to get sacked. And they have Justin McCray, who's another, uh, uh, basically an. Uh, was that a guard who's going to be playing left tackle who's going in there? And you don't need to know who Justin McCray is because he's actually an ex-Packer who was shitty. And so they're putting in another shitty left tackle. Um, I guess from my perspective, I don't know what change this means. Um, but I think my question for you is, is do you actually see the Browns turning it around one way or the other? So I would say no. But you know how I am because I always pick weird ones. <laughs> yeah, here's the thing, everyone. I just feel like the Browns are a goofy team, and again, I'm the, I'm gonna go th- I'm gonna go crazy here. They might put up a show against New England because it's the Browns. When they play teams that they should beat, they just fall apart. But sometimes they play good, so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, more than likely, if I had to put a bet on it. I'd bet that the New England's going to destroy them. Well, I mean, but, I think that's the safest bet, right? Absolutely. But it's just one of those things like that team. I feel like the Browns are trying to find their identity. Um, okay. It doesn't help. That's, yeah. Kitchens is interesting. Absolutely. I, it, it's new. It's fresh. I think that's kind of why I enjoy it because it's, like, it, it's interesting to watch how they go through this. Um, they just haven't figured out who they are or where they're going and I don't know if replacing the left tackle is going to help so, that situation. Okay. So hypothetically, this is for both you guys. If you own someone from the Cleveland Browns, what are you doing with them? Like, what are you doing with Chubb? What are you doing with Kareem Hunt? Chubb, I am starting every single week, and I'm still happy about it. Hunt, uh, I would not be owning still. Um, maybe now at this point of the season, toss him on the bench and you know see if something happens. I think outside of an injury to Hunt, I don't I don't think he has a big role in this offense. Okay, and then there's still that one big player that I think is, has the biggest question mark, ODB. I you, I was oh damn. The first thing is if you have him, you probably don't have a lot of. He took you know his high draft capital. You probably don't have a lot to put him on your bench, so you have to sort of play him. Yep. Yep. But, pretty much. If you look at what New England's done to teams, and like, it's not good. It's not a good outlook for him. And see, you know, he is one of those guys that can catch passes. I mean, he has such good hands. So even against you know the Patriots and things like that, I feel like he could catch some balls. But I feel like it all comes down to Baker Mayfield and how much New England is just torturing him. I think if they can get any protection, um, which brings it back to the left tackle changing. And so I'm like, what an interesting game to change left tackles. Uh, against the you know historically good defense, but uh, I, I think just for fantasy wise, I you know I, I still and I think many people have absolutely no idea what the hell to do with uh, what what the hell to do with o- Odell. So I I would just say I mean everybody knows Belichick takes away your best weapon, and while it might be an argument now with Chubb on the team, I still think that's obviously Odell in my opinion. So I think. 
He's going to get game scripted out of this game. He's going to get some targets. I'm, you know, maybe he breaks one. He always has that opportunity, but I just don't have faith versus the Belichick. I completely agree, and I think that is actually a pretty good place to stop unless anyone else has anything they'd like to talk about for this particular episode of the Rivals League. Oh, good. Pretty good? All Not right. Um, we will, uh, you know, I, I want to wish everyone uh, a good week this week, except for you, Adam. Um, I hope you fucking lose in the sweetness because I'm playing this. <laughs> So hey, you know what? I I hope you lose in the Ditka. Oh, that's you're being so sweet. I hope you lose to Chris <laughs> in the Ditka too. So I, I would rather lose to Chris in the Ditka than you in the sweetness. That's fair. I I, I understand that, and uh, I hope you're wrong. So yeah, there you go. Right. <laughs> Talk to you later, guys. All right, Always bye-bye. been fun. Yeah.